Welcome everybody to True Exact Show. I'm here with Eric, Ellie, and Brian. And joining us today is Boston MC, rapper, artist, whatever you want to call him, promoter. I mean, Jack of trades. Yeah, we'll get to everything. Yeah. Uh, here are the MC. How you doing, man? Dude, I'm I'm good. I don't know if it was if it was on the record when I said it, but it's a good day to be alive. Like every day is a good day to be alive. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, of course. You got to count your blessings. That's what I say. I actually have that tattooed on my chest. Ooh. I don't. Cool. I don't have a tattoo. You don't? Okay. Stop with a K. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm scared of needles. Why did I say that three times? Okay. It's a henna. <laughs> it's Hannah. It's a henna. Henna. Big Jersey Shore thing. Henna tattoos. Those were cool. Hmm. All right. Uh, before we get into some questions about uh, your, you know, your music and your bars over bars media, I want to get into. We like to get a background of the people we have on. So, like, tell us about yourself, your upcoming, your upbringing, yep. how you got into music in general, not just hip hop. Like the first thing you heard that like was whimsical, and you're like, okay, I want to do this shit. Go on, man. Yeah. So, so my, so my mother took me to a Gangstar show when I was really young. Um, I was five. They were touring for the owners, and and they did they did a show at the Middle East, like they they usually do, because gurus from Roxbury, so that's pretty close. And um, it's just just from there, from there having that that spiritual moment of this is what hip hop is. It it really set in stone for me not only not only Guru being my biggest influence from Gangstar, but but hip hop as a whole coming into my life. Um, from there. It's just kind of discovering more and more hip hop. I mean, you listen to an artist and they get a feature and then you check out that feature and then you're a fan of them. And it's just it's just a snowball effect of more and more hip hop. I've always been I've always been attached to the more 90s lyrical sort of hip hop, which I think is hip hop in its greatest form. Um, there are people like J. Cole and Kendrick that are still holding the torch today. There are still people like like Nas just won a Grammy for the first time for his fantastic fucking album. Um, so there are still people doing it. Um, it's, I, I just, I, I'm just more, more attached to the, to the nineties people who are still doing it today and nineties hip hop as a whole. Does it bother you though? Like, obviously, um, I'm a little older now, so I don't have as much time to tap in. Like I just, yep. you, you got what I'm saying? Like, if you show me an artist that's new, you better show me his best song. Cause if I don't like, I just, I don't have the time to go back. Yeah, so no, it- no. That's how quick, that's how quick right. it is. If, 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 right. if every song, even like, even me, even a small artist, if, mm-hmm. if every song that you have out, if one of them's garbage and you know, it's garbage, just get rid of it. Just delete yeah. it. Because if somebody checks it out, and that's their first example of you, they're going to think everything's like that, hmm. you know? That's actually a good point. We actually hear that a lot from the artists who come on. I know a couple of people, I won't name them, but they've, mm-hmm. they've mentioned that they've gotten rid of a lot of their old stuff because they don't like it. And, yeah. like, they don't want people to Google them, and they find, like, like a True Exact song from 06, and it's like, ooh, like, why <laughs> do I have this on here? Granted, I have my old stuff up there, and only a few of my friends know where it is, but it is a <laughs> hidden gem, and one day it will be used against me, and I don't care. But you get mad that, like, the 90s dudes might not get the credit, or they, they don't they don't get um, the recognition that the newer artists do it's kind of like an old baseball player like you're a red Sox fan like i you know someone from the 90s didn't make the money as someone now and it's like it's fine but they're not paying homage do you feel that doesn't doesn't happen enough i mean you're a big 90s fan no one's no one's making money in the music industry right now um mostly because streaming is the most popular thing to do and the revenue and the return on investment of it is zero yeah i mean you need 278 streams to get a dollar on spotify you know which is a lot of streams to get a dollar and then you multiply that by a lot and a lot and a lot and it takes like 
30,000, it takes like a hundred thousand streams to make like 300 bucks, you know? Yeah, it's a real, it's a real tea. It's a real cock tease because yeah. when you go gold on Spotify, 500,000 streams, you're making like nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. I mean, it is, and it is nowhere near the amount of revenue you could have from 500,000 albums sold, you right. know, but it's just not the way that we consume media anymore. I mean, I still buy CDs, especially from local acts when I go to shows, by the way, having a CD, having merch is like one of the, like, even just a business card is one of the most important things you can have as, have as a musician, because if you're at a show and you're trying to hand, and you're trying to talk to me, like, I'll never remember you. I'm mm. awful with faces. I'm awful with anything. If you tell me to go home and follow you, I'll forget. Just hand me a card and then we're good for life. I'll remember it, you know? No, that's actually, yeah, we've, we've been to a couple of shows, Bri and Eric, like we do get cards and that actually forced us to get them because it is, you're right, it's something to go home with. Yeah, it is. yeah. I mean, and business cards are, are super cheap. Like stickers are cool, um, right. especially, I mean, you stamp them at the gas station and everybody who gets gas at the gas station is like, that looks kind of cool, you know? See, yeah, I'm a bad investor. I invested all our <laughs> money in bendy straws. It just didn't work out. You bought a lot just, of Blockbuster stock? Yeah, just like yeah. a bad, bad thing to hand out at shows. Like, nobody drinks <laughs> through straws anymore. Plus, everyone's like environmentally sound, so the plastic kind of... Hey, you turtle kill an asshole? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. That'd be uh, a great t-shirt. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if you guys know this, but the amount of waste in the ocean that... That the amount of straws in the ocean as compared to the rest of the weight, like 0.03% of all waste in the ocean is straws. So it's not a lot. It's Ellie? like, it's, it's like oh. trying, it's like Ray, trying. I'm it. No, stop. Yeah. Ellie, stop. Ellie's like, Ellie's wrong? like our, Ellie's, Ellie's yeah, our environmentalist. Shut down. Shut down. <laughs> no, hold on. Shut the fuck down. <laughs> so granted it might not be all straws, but yeah. the straws that do make it in there, they go, they do. Everyone's seen that turtle, that, video of the turtle getting the straw pulled out of its nose but it's just plastic in general like there's a giant if you were to put all the microplastics and plastics in the ocean together it's the size of texas yep. in the ocean right now so granted no is it straws individually no but no, but it's plastic yeah yes i get okay that, that was damaging. that was civil i'm okay with that i'm okay yeah what about forks just guy who tries <laughs> to stir it up <laughs> what about sporks how much is that <laughs> no, i don't know you have to take a survey or something <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you though. It's some like look. I know the environment. I think Brian, see, Brian's on the conspiracy side here. Go on, Brian. Brian, talk about sporks, please. <laughs> I think I think it's all a lie because they just want to create businesses that want to say that they're cleaning the ocean up. But in how many years have they been doing all this stuff? And there's still the same amount of plastic for the size of Texas. Just saying, Ellie. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Ellie, Ellie does not hold like on, any on. of us me, right now. Let's say this. All right, let's say this. But it could be this size of Alaska. So we didn't stop. So, so the problem is... <laughs> Shut up, Eric. The, the problem is the plastics, correct? So yeah. they made straws that are bio, biodegradable. But what did they wrap them in? Plastic. plastic. What are you talking about? No, the, the paper straws you get now, it's, it's paper. It's right, like they right. dissolve after a All while. right, let's move on. Sorry about this, Hero. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, no. I started it. I totally started it. It's good. It's this good. Is I why, this it. is why this show is great. You come in here talking about hip-hop, you talk about pollution of the ocean, and you just never know. It's like a backyard and barbecue. And you're, you're just killing turtles with the fucking straws. <laughs> God, God damn it. Fucking That's all right. They, turtles have had their time. Yeah, so, oh, definitely. It's like the polar <laughs> I disagree. Right. I like turtles. All right. So you went to Gangstar one. So like you went to the, the concert, the guru, sorry. You went to the, yeah. 
You went to the concert. Now, as you were getting older, who else influenced you and maybe your style? If, if you don't mind me saying, I like to like compare people. I know you yeah. might hate it. I get somewhat Cypress Hill from you. Was Ooh, there any influence? Be real. Uh, <laughs> no, there's not a lot of Cypress Hill in me. Uh, for me, it's mostly Guru, mostly Royce, mostly Nas, mostly Jay. Uh, some people say I sound like the white dude from Cunnilingus. Um, I don't know yeah, if you're familiar. I, that's how unfamiliar I am with kind of lingus because I don't, I can't even name the dude, but, um, there, there's a lot of stuff that, that I think makes up my, uh, my influences. And I think that that's a very important thing to have as an artist, because if you turn on an artist and immediately you're like, that sounds like that it's, it's, it's not good. It's not a good look for you because then they could just go listen to that guy. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's good to be a mixture of things because then they can't, they can't pick you out and then you're kind of unique. Yeah, no, that's fair. Good point. I'll pass it along before we get into your other media stuff. <laughs> Eric, go on. Eric, how, um, we, how, how we feel about straws? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm cool to get back on the straws. Um, Boston. Uh, what's like the rap? Because I've been there a couple Good times, question. but like, what? But no, like I've been there a couple times, but like, what's like the rap scene hmm. there? Like, I really don't. I really don't know it like that. Like enough from being like New York, we think like LA, New York, like that's what we think. Like, is there a big like Boston presence? Cause I know who is the guy that used to get in beefs with Eminem? Benzino. 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 Like that's who I think of if it's Boston. Is there anybody yeah. else that they we may Marky not Mark. know? Uh, they got we got Marky Mark. We got Marky Mark who has been in every movie ever since, uh, <laughs> since 1998. Um, the, the rap scene out in Boston is hot garbage. Mm. Okay. Um, is that a band no, or no? no <laughs> is, that a, it, is that a group? That's a group. Um, no, <laughs> um, I don't really know what it's like in any other city because I very rarely left New England. Um, I I didn't leave New England until a few years ago when I helped drive my grandmother down to Florida where, where she lives now, um, which was a cool thing to do because it's seeing the rest of the the United States. It's a, yeah. such a beautiful country. Um, but the, the hip-hop scene out here is literally just a race to get the fuck out. Mm. Um, pe people want to get to New York. They want to get to Atlanta. They want to get to California because that's where the connections are and that's where the foundation is. There is nothing here for artists to grow and build yet. You know, I mean, Guru from Gangstar, who, was, who left such a fantastic hip-hop legacy, left Boston to go to New York, and he didn't really represent it. <laughs> Bia, who, who it, it's not that black and white, but Bia, who, who is an R&B artist who's gaining a lot of popularity, is from Boston. But you really don't know that unless you're from Boston. You have to leave Boston to get the connections. And with that, it's so cutthroat. Every, every single opportunity is a race to get it. We don't around here. Mo most people see their neighbor as their competition. When in reality, I mean, my competition is people selling millions of records. I can I can use my neighbor to to for connections and and help and use my neighbor to get bigger and bigger, and bigger. We get bigger together. The goal the goal with the bars over bars thing that I started is to literally build a foundation for hip hop here. Boston does not have a hot 97. We don't have anything huge like that. If we could get a foundation here in, in New England, it would be, um, it would be fucking fantastic. And we, we could finally, finally, finally be known as a, as, as a force to be reckoned with in hip hop. I want to ask you because listen, this is just a stereotype Boston has. 
I, I'm, I don't live there. I've been there once. I like it. I like the city. I think it's a cleaner New York, if you will, as they say. Mm-hmm. Uh, listen, there's a lot of stuff coming out from these. You hear athletes. You hear, you know, actors that Boston is a real, once again, I don't know, a racist city. Like, do you think that has an effect on the hip hop genre not being as big? Like, you could correct me if I'm wrong. I, I just, I don't know the city, but that's like a stereotype they have. Yep. Um, I don't, um, I don't agree with that. Um, okay. most of the, I don't know if this is, this is racist or bad for me saying, but most of the hip hop artists I know are white. And I don't know if that's just the hip hop scene. I don't know if that's just me being a white dude and knowing other white dudes, yeah, but, fine. but, um, most of the talented people I've, I've ever met in this, in this region have been white people. And, and I think the hip hop scene out here is very white and that is not a bad thing. I think that it shows that, that, that we, we, I think it shows that, that, that the talent out here is, is, is more white. And I don't, I don't, that, that's not a bad thing. Yeah, no, I didn't mean it as an insult. That's yeah. just like what you hear. Like, I'm sure you've heard it. Like, yeah. as, a, as a stereotype. So I was just interested in it. But because like you don't have your hot 97, you don't have. So I, I mean, it'd be cool because I like when uh, people represent cities that aren't really like known in the in any culture. I think it's kind of cool. Like 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 Benny the Butcher, Buffalo, New York. Like it's really mm-hmm. cool to just be a random you know city in New York. Yeah. Like. And I don't think you should go to New York and I don't think Boston should chase New York, like build your own foundation there. Yeah. When you yeah. Get yeah. To New yeah. York, when you get to New York, you just become saturated with everything else. Like why, why, why fish in a big pond? Yeah. Fish in yeah. a big pond is Eric. And, and also it's like right now, I feel like you don't necessarily have to go anywhere. I mean, if, if it's like you Spotify, YouTube, it was kind of like that already. But if that's one thing we learned from this pandemic, it's like you could do anything from where you are right now. So why are you going to go to New York and spend four grand on a box just to hopefully hand your CD out to somebody who's going to throw it in the trash 10 feet later? Like you might as well just invest money in better equipment. Um, you know, maybe even a marketing person. Like I know I was talking to a girl today. She does marketing and branding and stuff like that. Hire one of those people help you out. But I, I don't know what I'm talking about. So <laughs> Have you I just realized tried- I sound like I know I don't. So yeah. <laughs> Have you ever tried to produce uh, kind of your own shows? Yeah. All? So, um, so about so January of 2020, I started something called Bars Over Bars, and um, basically in the city of Boston, um, if you want to perform, you need to pay somebody to perform. Yeah. Right? I need to hand a promoter money, and they give me the mic. That's yeah. it's that it's that cut and dry. Most of the time, um, it comes with tickets. And most of the time, if you sell half of them, you get your money back. Um, but if you're an artist starting out, let's say you spend $300 on a slot. It comes with 40 tickets. Each ticket's worth $15. I need to sell 20 of those tickets to make my money back. Mm-hmm. But if this is my first show, right? Not only will the promoter take my money and not care that it's my first show and I can't bring 40 people out, right? But I'm not going to be able to sell pretty much any tickets and any, anybody I get to come out is probably going to be family. And can you really charge, can you really charge your family to come oh, out and see? Hell I mean, yeah. <laughs> no, I get what you're saying though. It's hard. It's, they like, support you. Yeah, but it's like when people ask for like uh, free shirts, it's hard charging your friends and family. Yeah. Like, I mean, much, yeah. and even like members of your team, like you got to get them out for free and stuff like that. Um, 
so so all I wanted to do was throw free shows because not only does that allow artists to perform for free and not have to worry about selling tickets and all that dumb shit, not only does it allow artists who've never performed before perform before an experience to perform for free and without the stress of selling tickets and worrying if the promoter's not going to like you because you didn't bring anybody, but it allows me to be the gatekeeper of quality, meaning that no matter it, it allows me to book talent first, mm. not people who are going to bring people, not people who are going to give me money for their slot. It allows me to book people who are fucking talented. Good for you. Good for you. Um, and fortunately, most of the events I throw, I break even. So it's not like every event I'm losing thousands and thousands of dollars. Never. So, so it's, it's something that the city of Boston has never seen and, and throwing free shows has given me this kind of sort of, I'm kind of like getting a little big around here as far as like people who are throwing shows because not only are they not fucking happening because you can't make money off of live stream shows, but I don't fucking care. So all the people who charge artists to perform are not throwing shows because no one's going to pay to perform for a live stream show. Right. And to touch on that, Brian, let him like, because Brian, you do comedy. This is the same shit that goes on with like comedy stuff. Oh yeah, that's that's the reason why I'm asking because it's the same shit with comedy. I mean, if you've ever known anyone that's done stand up, I mean, there's things called bringer shows where it's like you can get a spot, you'll get a five or eight minute spot somewhere, but they'll be like, all right, you got to bring five people with you. Oh yeah, no, there's this um, there's this online thing called Afton. I don't know if you've heard about that. There are they book shows and your slot time is determined by how many tickets you sell. Yeah, that's so um, that's not something I fuck with either because, I mean, you could be on the bill, you could be on the lineup and not bring anybody and they're just like, you can't perform. And, and yeah. I get it and I get it, but I don't get it, you know? Right. Well, you know, um, the thing is, it's like, it, it's with anything. Like, it all just takes time. Like, the more shows you do, eventually oh, yeah. you'll get people you'll get more and more people coming out and then if you have like you said like you're the gatekeeper so you're essentially saying like okay i want you on the show i don't want you on the show because people are going to come out based on who you have there yeah if if i so so i've been a part of 150 events in the last two years which is fucking crazy um some people don't even perform 10 times a year i've done it 150 times in two um i've thrown 30 bars over bar shows since july of last year um which is a lot of shows. Um, that's, that's around five a month or so. Um, all during a global pandemic. I don't know if that's a flex or not, but for me, it, it was about keeping hip-hop moving in New England and keeping hip-hop moving in New England where it seems like everyone else has kind of just stopped. Did, did, um, you, ever, did you ever think about reaching out to someone who does one of these battle leagues and running a New England branch? We actually... Um, we're, we're actually planning a couple rap battle events very soon, actually, which I have not talked about. It is not an, and it is not a area of my expertise, but I do have a friend, a part of bars over bars who is very familiar with the rap battle concept. So we are, cause he goes to a lot of rap battle events. He's a battle rapper and we're going to work on setting up sort of battle raps and ciphers and more, more apart from your traditional hip hop events are going to be ciphers and rap battles and stuff like that. That's coming very soon. Um, so yeah, so we're just trying to tap into every every field of hip hop. Oh, it's really cool. I'm glad like you're giving people a shine because like oh yeah, uh, I remember we had uh, we had we've had Nino Bless on a few times, 
And like he, ex- no, I don't want to, he kind of exposed like how it is. And these dudes who you think, oh, he opened for Cameron. He opened for so-and-so. He's paying to open for Cameron. Yeah, He's I mean, I mean. to open for these people. It's not like they, and I, no, I'm, I don't know Cameron. I'm. Yeah, I'm not, I don't know Cameron. I'm just using his name as an example. But, like, for him, he's – Cam isn't calling the person be like, oh, you want to open? This dude's paying to cover – what is Brian? Like, the ticket entrance that they don't yeah. sell. So like, it's all – Yeah. I mean, I mean, I know how, the, I know how this fucking shit works. Yeah. You, you, you pay an absurd amount of money to open for little fucking dipshit, right? Fuck for, for, hey, young lollipop young lollipop you, you pay a million dollars to open for young cheddar but where does that fucking get you because young yeah. cheddar doesn't fucking post the flyer with your name on it he probably won't even post the fucking flyer okay and what is that and he doesn't show up till his set right so yeah. what is what does that get you right it's it's I have a whole song about that on, on my album I dropped in uh, November called Reason, which is basically about like if 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 an artist was as big as he said he was, like if I opened for like if I opened for Method Man, why am I not as big as Method Man as soon as I open for him? You know, it's shit it's shit like that. Um Obviously, it's not that cut and dry, but but promoters hype it up like that. Like, oh, this is an opportunity you can't miss. You're going to get a billion fans from this event. And you go there, you play your set, and Method Man shows up for his set and then fucking leaves after, you know? Doesn't even not, mention you. Doesn't yeah, even no, mention, right. didn't even post the flyer, doesn't give a fuck. Because to these artists who get, to these label artists, it's, they don't fuck around. They're already getting bleached dry. So, right. so, so they're just getting their money and leaving. Right, and they might take a photo with you. Like, maybe, uh, you know, maybe. maybe. Yeah. I mean, I probably I, not even that. Joyner Lucas is becoming a very big hip hop artist. He's from Worcester, which is about right. an hour west of Boston. Yeah, I forgot that. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah he he represented he represents it he represents it good. The <laughs> problem is is that Joyner did kind of what um what a lot of artists do, or or what a lot of what. what Hmm. Let me see if I can reiterate this. Jordan did a lot of cutthroat stuff where he... I heard that a lot. Where he, uh, where he did a lot of things to get ahead. And he would fuck people over to get ahead because it's, cause it's on one side, it's his career. Why shouldn't he? You know, If there's one slot to open for somebody and he wants it, he's got to try to get it. You know, It only goes to one person and I get it. But having that mentality, my mentality is, is always if there's, I've done 150 events in two years, there's going to be one next week. Like if I fuck this one up, there's one next week, you know, but, but for some of these people, it's, this is it. This is the time. It's like a teenage movie. It's like, this is the night. There's only one night. There's no other night like tonight and we got to get it, mm. you know? Um, but I opened for Jordan Lucas in 2018 and um, it got me fucking nowhere. I mean, he didn't show up to his meet and greet. He just showed up to his set, and he just and he played his thing and left. That was that kind of soul crushing. Like at that time, like you're like, oh my god, I'm open. Did you tell everyone? And then it like didn't you didn't get like the uh, uh, following you thought you would, or you know, was it completely different in your mind than what happened after? Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just hot garbage. Um, I, I performed in front of like four people and then Jordan Lucas showed up like three hours later and then the room was packed. And then, I mean, it's just, it just sucks. Promoters, you wish do, someone promoters like that. do crazy shit. Yeah. You wish someone like that though would like, no. And like, well, look, we're not in that position. Maybe we'll never be, maybe we will. But like, 
I can't imagine doing that. Like, I feel like I would show love to the person. Oh yeah, no. If I'm if, up, if, you know? if the situ if the situation was reversed, I'd be the first fucking person right. at the venue. And just I would be the like, first one there. Yeah. Anytime anyone sends me something and they want me to listen to it, I listen to it. Like they want me to put it on my Instagram story, I got you. It's got to be good. I got to like it because again, I'm the gatekeeper of quality. But it's it's I'm the fan interaction is there and and I love it and. And if the situations were reversed, if I was a big ass artist and a bunch of nobodies were opening for me, I would go, to, I would be the first fucking person at the venue. And I would not only like hype up the artist, promote the artist, follow the artist, tag the artist in post, try to get people to follow them, try to build their following. But I would just be a fan and support them as well. No, I, yeah. I just, and I'm, and I'm sure, like, and I'm sure a lot of people say that and then they right. don't do that but for yeah. me i don't ever see a world where i don't do that i was gonna say just to kind of play devil's advocate a little bit with that like i know that most people with a good heart would do something like that because it's that you can't have that like feast or famine mentality where it's like well i'm the only one that's gonna eat i'm the only one that's doing any of this stuff nobody else can do any of this there's not enough for everyone else but to a degree that's kind of what got these guys there to the position that they're at in the first place, unfortunately, because look, it doesn't, it's not even the music industry. It's every single industry, whether it's sports, whether it's art, whether it's acting, whatever it is, it's all cutthroat. Like you're going to show up and you're going to say, Oh, I would, I would be there early. I would do this. I would do that. But you're not in the same position as these guys who have eaten we'll shit know. for years. Yeah. yeah. Like all What's industries that? are all fucked up. So like when you say, you know, oh, I opened for Joyner Lucas in 2018. He didn't, he was a dick. He didn't fucking show up till he was about to go on, and then he left. He had no other responsibilities. He didn't give a shit about it. But it's like that's probably what got him there in the first place because most of these guys they come out of the gate like, oh, I would help other people, and then they get jaded along the way, and they're like, you know what, fuck this. I'm just gonna get my money, and that's it. Mm. Yeah, I, I kind of see where you're getting it. Like, you never know till you're in the position. You would just hope that, like, you would stick to your – kind of like oh, a politician. Yeah. They all start off with the right intentions, and along the line, they all become corrupt pieces of shit. All their money that they get from sponsors and things like that. You don't think that those people come back around and they're like, hey, well, Brian, let's that really on... give you? How about yeah. you vote no on this? We gave $100 billion. What he said – Brian, what he said – I think I'd be like him. I hope I would. Do you, What do you think? Like, do you think if we got big, you would do the same thing as us? Or would you just come on three no, hours late? I mean, no, I mean, like, I would probably, I would want to go in with that mentality. But to be honest with you, it's like, if you were to make it to that level, and then now you see your idols that don't give a fuck about anyone else but yeah. themselves, you're, and you're like, wow, you know what? They're, they got to where they are because they just have a ruthless mentality. Fuck it. I'm just going to go with the game. That's like organized crime, though, right? Hopefully, like, hopefully, Hero, one day, one of us knows what that's like. Right. And then we can come back on and talk yeah. about it. I, I mean, you make some good points. We'll never know. Maybe we will, but... I hope that we would have the same mentality. I mean, maybe maybe since we're not there, we just don't know what we'd be like. But uh, all right, that's the bars of media stuff. Let's talk about your upcoming album now. Like, yep. you're working on You wanted to touch on that. Yeah, so I just dropped an album in November called The Eighth Letter, and then I just put a, and then I just put a single out 
at the first of April, which was Fenway opening day. Uh, the song's called Fucking Boston. Um, it's produced by a producer overseas in England named Wax 100. And, and I think that, that me meeting him is just a testament to like the power of YouTube beats. Cause I'm just on YouTube looking for beats. And then like, I heard this guy and I was like, I need it. I need all of it. Like everything you got, I need it. Like that's, that's just the power of the internet. So, so we got a whole project coming out, hopefully at the end of the month called polyvinyl chloride, which is the main ingredient in wax records. Um, that I just think it's a cool name. That's real, real interesting. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just kind of played on like, you know, he's wax. I mean, what, what makes a wax record? That's just kind of how my mind went. Um, so that's, that's 10 tracks. Got a lot of features on it. No really big names, but a lot of, a lot of local guys that I trust and, and still deliver dope, dope, dope stuff. A lot of people I booked at shows that always deliver. Um, besides that, I mean, I'm working on a lot of other projects that are trying to get out this year as well. Right. Uh, before we get to like a couple of our final things, I, I want to ask because uh, I, I always ask this to a lot of the artists, actors, comedians we have on. Uh, one of the one of the good friends of the show is Ren Thomas, and I know mm -hmm. you watch the grind mode, so like you know who he is. Um, and we asked him a question like about his battling on URL. Um, this will come out after, so I'm not like exposing anything, but. When he, like, he saw that when he battled, like, he didn't get, like, the following he thought he would. And, like, there's some people, like, when he puts out music, like, I asked him how he deals with the hate. Not hate, but just, like, it's not kicking in and it's not flowing as quick as he thought. Like, how are you as an artist with social media? How do you deal with, like, people not um, – let's say you put out your favorite song. People are like, this is whack. I'm not feeling it. How do you not being receptive? Right. Receptive. Like, how do you deal with that? Do you like, just go to a place like mentally, like, you know what? I might not put it out for everybody. It might not be for everybody. Like, do you have to get to a place of like a good mental space before you put your stuff out or you just wing it? I think it needs to be, I, I think whatever you do needs to be 100% up to your satisfactory. Um, I make music for me and me foremost. So if I love it, it's going out. Um, I do appreciate all fan interactions and I am grateful, very, very, very grateful for every fan I do have that do fuck with my music. Um, to anyone who doesn't, um, I beg you to please tell me why, because I, I kind of compare it to like food reviews on Yelp. Like, don't tell me it's trash. Like, tell me like, what's like, like, like less salt. Like, tell me like, give me examples. Cause like this shit's garbage. Doesn't give me any insight. Like tell me, work on. give me like, give me actual criticism and, and I'll tell, and I'll tell you why I, um, I message a lot of podcasts and radios and whatever, trying to get on. Um, and, and very, very few times do I get, do I get, uh, radio hosts and podcast hosts who are like, yeah, I'm just not fucking with this. And even less time than that, um, they actually tell me what's wrong with it. I mean, if, I mean, if there's something wrong with my music, I, 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 I want to know what it is so I can work on it. Not just to please one person, but to understand, to understand what it can be. A lot of times I send music out to homies and they're just like, shit's fire. But like, right. why is it like, why is it fire? What, what do you, you know? Like they probably didn't it? even, they probably didn't even listen. Yeah, they probably didn't even it. fucking click on it, yeah. but send them a blank song. Yo, that shit was deep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, shit like that. Um, I think valuable criticism is important. Um, I don't 
give it like, I'll, like if you just comment, this shit's whack, I'll just block you. But if you like comment, like, yo, man, like I dig the song. I just think the mixing was like a little weird here. Like that's like, that'll hit you up in the DM and be like, yo, man, thanks for doing that. Like, let me, let me try a few things and see if you, and, and see if this works. You're you looking know? for constructive criticism. I'm looking for constructive criticism. And it's, it's, it's a very important, it's a very important, well, it's a very like important you, thing to have. When you reviewed our song, you know, like it is what it is. We're not going to please everybody, but you were, mm -hmm. you weren't an asshole about it. I, I've said that to Brian. Cause like we went back and watched and like, I even messaged you. I appreciate the honesty. Mm -hmm. Like I did. Yeah. Kinda irked and, me at first, but I appreciated the honesty. <laughs> so yeah. This the um the Wednesday stream that we do at Bars Over Bars, which is kind of a music submission thing, what is designed with the point of view of constructive criticism because it's a very hard thing for artists to get, especially when they send music to only their friends. Yeah. Like if if I send a song to my dad, my dad's gonna be like, "Shit's awesome," but my dad doesn't like know shit about hip hop. Right. You know what's he gonna say if if it's the people you know don't want to hurt your feelings, right? Um. Our I'm friends are pretty much assholes. Sounds, sounds like you don't have the right kind of friends. Yeah. Um, no, no, but the stream we do at Wednesday on Bars Over Bars Media is designed for constructive criticism. And I think the song that you guys sent me is fucking dope. I think the hook's fresh. I just think that, that, for, that your verse, True Exact, just had like a little too much chorus effect on it, which, which I think made it sound a little sort of weaker in the mix. Right. As compared to the second guy, that's just me. But the second I, guy is Brian up here. Brian, Brian, that shit was fresh. So what you're saying is Brian, hey, Brian. mixes. What you're saying is, I'm glad you said this. What you're saying is Brian mixes his verses better for himself than well, my duh. verses. Well, duh. That's why. Why wouldn't it be that way? It's all Brian's fault. <laughs> no, no. I just, I just, I just thought, and I we even talked about it after the stream. Yeah, we went yeah, live about funny. that song. It's. I think that your verse just had, it was too wide in the mix, so it didn't come forward enough as much as Brian's. But that, okay, no, that's that, fine, bro. That's just what yeah. I noticed. Not mad. Scott's um, editing that part out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, Scott is the best. His mouth is even, even after, the best. Even after we watched it, though, like I told him that I was like, I don't think it's what you necessarily did with your verse. I think it comes down to like a mixing thing. Because like, I went to school for audio engineering like years ago and then I hadn't, I like didn't fuck with it anymore. I didn't do anything. And then I just picked it back up. I started, I went to a studio and like kind of interned for a little bit just to like get back into the whole thing. Cause I hadn't seen pro tools in like eight or nine years or just mess with it. So it was like, then I got, I built like my setup and everything. So I was kind of getting back into doing everything. So I had mm -hmm. sent them like, that may have been on me because I didn't make your vocals stand out a little bit more. They were kind of set back in the beat a little bit more. Cause like, you know, when you start doing it, like you don't, you kind of are almost overly cautious. Oh and yeah. Want to have something be too loud or the, Oh, this sounds fucked up. You know? Yeah. You don't want to overproduce. So, yeah. so, so instead you underproduce. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, get it. Like there's no hard feelings. Like yeah. I said, it is what it is. Um, I want to get to before our final gun to your head segment, um, which is the best part of the show. No offense <laughs> for every show we have. Um, who I'm a huge Shania Twain fan, Celine Dion. So 
I want to know who are artists that like no one would expect on your on your iPod that when they come on. I love asking this. Like um, I love Air Supply. I love all these cheese ball bands. So like, what's someone that comes out? You're like, that's not mine, even though it's your guilty pleasure. I probably listen to Little Red Corvette every day. By Prince. Um, First of all, Prince is Prince. not a guilty pleasure. You should be proud of that. Okay, I'm so come on, give me some notes. Give me some notes. Give me the Backstreet Boys, Faith Hill, something. Yeah, no, that's that. There's nothing to be embarrassed about with Prince. No, I'm not embarrassed you. by Prince. I just think it's not some something that anyone would think I would listen to every single day. He's um, got the top down little red COVID every morning. Bow, bow, bow. <laughs> Baby, much too bad. There you go. And then Raspberry Beret wow. comes on right after. Not a big Prince fan, personally. But uh, okay. first of all, kill yourself. But all right. <laughs> all right. Okay. Um. No, I fuck with Michael Jackson. I love Paula Abdul. I love a lot of '80s pop. Uh, that's not only is that a big influence in hip hop, period, but I just think it's a fantastic and classical and very 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 iconic era of music i fuck with madonna i just like a lot of this like atmospherical orchestrated like yeah 80s 80s um 80s pop shit it's 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 Naked almost- eyes always something there to remind you come on eileen like it was just all fucking they're all yes, bangers. Sexy midnight runner yeah they're all bangers really they're all wedding songs they're all the wedding songs <laughs> pretty much that yeah. white people love they're wedding yeah. songs that white people just that lose white their thing, shit you're to. You're damn right. That white people love. Don't I know. I'm not ashamed, I, Ellie. I'm not. A, I think it's great. You want to see white people get turned? Turn on that shit. Hero, we're gonna get to our final segment, but before we do, plug your stuff. Plug the bars of the media where we can catch you, your streaming and stuff like that. Go on. Yep. So you can find me everywhere at Hero the MC. That is at H E R O T H E E M C E E. Um, that's everywhere. Um, super easy to find me. Um, and then bars over bars media at bars over bars media. Um, we, we live stream seven days a week. We have five plus a month in person events. So we're trying, we're trying, we're trying to create hip hop television here in New England. And, um, it's all content geared towards artist discovery and artist outreach. So if anybody watching this wants to submit music, please just send it to bars over bars media and we'll play it. Awesome. Very cool. Now, the gun to your head segment, I'm not sure if you're familiar with it. It's kind of like a would you rather. Um, it's two questions each, or one question, whatever people have. Uh, you got to answer them, and you pick the best question at the end. Now, everyone else here is a sore loser, except me. Everyone keeps score. Scott's okay, used you to get, No, you don't get to build up your question. We, stopped, we told you you can't do that shit anymore. Scott's everyone. used to losing, so he's fine with it. So... You know what? Everyone builds up their repertoire. Like, they're the greatest questions ever. I'm the most humble person you'll nope. ever meet. So, okay. what we do is we go okay. around in a circle and ask two questions. Now, it's not like your typical would you rather, Cheetos or Doritos. We add a little wordplay involved, right? Sometimes. So, I'm going to start and we'll go around a circle. So, first question For one month, would you rather have no mirrors in your house or live in a house of mirrors? Okay, Jimi Hendrix, relax. Um, house of mirrors. So you, you can't – you'd let nope. him live in a house nope. for one month. Okay. Nope. Go on, Eric. Go on, oh, Eric. Just, oh, just a month? Yeah, that's a month. Okay. It's pretty creepy, but whatever. Would you rather eat uncooked pancake batter or get battered by a man named Pancake? <laughs> uncooked pancake batter. No, Pancake. Beat up by Pancake. I do not want to get – I do not want to get beat up by someone named Pancake. That's a good one. All right. Sounds like you would definitely be a power bottom for sure. 
<laughs> Would you rather be the wizard who killed Dumbledore or always stumble into doors? Um, I'd want to be known as the person who killed Dumbledore. I think wow. that's a, I think that's a flex. I think that's oh, a flex. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I mean, well, Brian, Dumbledore. you know, if you've read all the books, you would just you could have just asked him if he'd rather be Snape, but whatever. Ooh. Yeah. I first, didn't read that. I'm on the first. Uh, Ellie, you got one? Yeah. Would you rather have to eat a flower every day for the rest of your life or have a flower growing out of the top of your head for the rest of your life? Do I need to water it to live? <laughs> no, it just grows. How big does Don't it grow? Don't think about it too hard. I'll take the flower one, the flower in the head. Yeah, what kind I of guess you have to. Unless you count edibles well, 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 as marijuana. I could just, I could just wear a hat. <laughs> like I'm wearing a hat right hat. now. It, it just keeps growing. It's like a a blanket. It's not gonna hat. grow through the hat. I'll just snip it. Yeah. You have a flower growing out of your head. Obviously, normal rules don't apply, so it's gonna go through the hat. All right. <laughs> would you rather? Would you rather only be able to eat heroes? For the rest of your life, or you can never hear the letter O. Um, well, that's a vowel. That's a tough one. Uh, Very tough. Think it over. Let it stew. When people um, when people greet you, you think they say hell. <laughs> I, fuck, I fuck with gyros. They can say hi. I fuck with gyros. I'll try that. Gyros. Okay. Gyros. Right. You guys say well. Heroes a sandwich. Gyros? No, no, hero, not gyro. It's gyro. Oh, but like a hero is a sub. Gyros? How many euros are we talking about? No, this a hero is a is sub. So bad. How many gyros? Okay, whatever. Oh, <laughs> God. That's technique to keep it fresh in your head. Um, <laughs> would you rather only be a no, no, only be a well-known rapper in New England, or be a global star, but you have to live in stupid England? Um, <laughs> damn, it rains what? all the time. Yes. Oh, because New England has such great weather. Okay. Hey, we got trees that turn orange and shit. It's nice. Yeah. Foliage. What do you got over there? Dirt? <laughs> Sand? Well, technically, yeah, because I'm in the desert, so yeah. Okay. Yeah. You guys got she's great got a, weather over there. She's got a window. There. She's got a little window. Um, I, <laughs> I, I, I'll, I, I love it in New England. I'll stay here. Hell yeah. I like that right. answer. That's a great question. Great answer. Go ahead. You can't remember the pompousness when you pick a winner. Not me. Go on, Brian. Always you. <laughs> Always. Yeah, right. Playing you for a fool. Would you rather have to dress like Little Red Riding Hood or live in a red roof inn? Um. Oh God. A red roof inn. Fair. Who wants to wear a dress? Uh, Ellie, you got one more now. Kitty. Okay. Would you rather have feet for hands or hands for feet? Oh, like a full chimpanzee. Yeah, hands for feet. Fair enough. All right, here I'd be, be, be ambidextric. Is that the word? Ambidextrous, but yes. Yeah. I, I, hero, I'm picking pick. up what you're putting down. I got you. Be anorexic. Hero, pick a winner. Don't feel pressured to pick one. Uh, oh, you know, be quiet, you. Question, go on. Um... I'm messing with the one named E. Um, I'm very afraid of. I'm very afraid of her because uh, I. I think she's gonna send someone oh. after me because I don't fuck with straws. That that made me so happy because Eric he thought, thought he met was. him and he started no. dancing. One named E. Eric started nope. victory dance, and I am so happy. I've never been happier to lose at this oh. game in my life. 
You're yeah, shit. that was uh, once he said she. I was like, well, I mean. <laughs> you, st- you started dancing. <laughs> you're such board. a twat. You think of me? Oh, E. Oh, it's me, definitely. Yeah. The only person Pump that is E. All right, Hera, thanks for coming on, man. We'll let you go now. Thanks, homie. Thanks for the win. Thanks, man. You got yeah. it. Very cool, bro. Uh, right. We'll be for stuff. Bars on Media. Check them out. Uh, for everyone else, check out TrueExactRadio.com. All our shows, Mark's Side of the Ring, Sharp Bets Fantasy Sets, Random You with Ellie and Brian, True Exact Show with our interviews every Friday. And once again, thanks for coming on. Really appreciate it, brother. Word. Have a good night, guys.